Hello, everyone, and welcome to the We Know Nothing podcast, Italian Brothers Game of Thrones experience. Speak my name, for yourself, dude. I know everything. My name is uh, Nathan Talon, and I will be your host for the evening. To my left. My name is Nick Talon. Thanks for tuning in. Uh, I'm kind of confused why you said evening, because people could listen to this anytime. I'm talking want. more so about what time it is now. I guess, but it doesn't really work for the audience. And what time it's going to be for the battle in Season 8, Episode 3. Battle of Winterfell. Night King coming in and clapping those cheeks, baby. Just yeah. like we saw in this episode. Yeah, so uh, f- uh, and across from me. <laughs> <laughs> Tyler Bourne, thanks for listening again. And uh, real quick, of course, spoilers <laughs> for Season 8, Episode 2 of Game of Thrones and everything before and in the future because we will make correct predictions here. Yeah. This isn't a podcast to listen to if you've never seen Game of Thrones. Yeah, I'd say... Because who knows? We have some people that I think Max listens to it. He's never watched a single episode. so He told me, he said he loved the first episode. And I said, oh, do you like the show? He goes, I've never seen it. <laughs> I said, what? <laughs> so that's the type of people that watch the We Know Nothing podcast or listen to the We Know Nothing podcast. But anyways. We Know Viewers podcast or We Know Listeners. All right, man. <laughs> opens up. Let's just start overall review of the episode from each of our perspectives. Nick? Uh, some disappointing factors for me, but I've come to peace with them. And overall, um, I feel like we got a lot of good scenes in this episode. One of my favorite scenes possibly in the entire show. And I'm just excited to see all the chaos that ensues. Tyler? Yeah, for me, it was a much better episode than episode one, or at least I liked it a lot more. Um, I thought there were a lot of great moments, a lot of good goodbyes uh, between some of the characters but overall, I'm I'm still a little disappointed in these first two episodes overall just because of the lack of information that's being doled out to the audience. Like, as great as all these scenes are, I feel like in the first seven seasons of Game of Thrones, we're constantly learning new stuff about everything that's going on, about all the characters. And now it's just, like, now we need to learn stuff and we're not. And hopefully we do in the next couple episodes, but we haven't in these, so I am a little let but down, I, and that's I, my opinion. Nope, Nate, go ahead. Uh, I thought it was near perfect for the type of episode that it was where it's the it's I kind of been saying it's like the end of Game of Thrones like this is the end of the show and then now we're going into like the final this is like going to be the final three hours or whatever we have because these are all the characters this is the last time we're going to see them all together like this because after this next episode everything's going to change hopefully um, but like yeah this is the last time we're seeing some of these characters that we've seen for eight seasons some that we've seen for three but they're we still like them equally because of how game of thrones was written up until this point i agree with episode one being very lackluster in the writing category but Mm -hmm. i thought this one stepped it up 100 percent. i thought these were the characters that i've seen grow over the course especially Tyrion. i would say like a ghost in this ghost great ghost performance (laughs) just some nice uh, archival footage that they grabbed that green wait no someone 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 was saying uh george lucas gave some tips because of like how he handled the special editions where he's like just cgi i'm in and like who (laughs) no one will notice just make sure no one interacts with him and then it'll be okay you can just find a scene for him and put him in and that's it that's what they did he was on set too so that's confirmed actually by the talent brothers podcast we know nothing. But yeah, I thought it was a great kind of the last calm moments of the show. Like this is the last we're going to get of people sitting in rooms in a calm manner instead of like some of my favorite stuff is like the Tywin, Tyrion conversations, Olena talking with anyone, like stuff like that. And we got like basically all the best talkers that are left in one room together kind of chatting. So. Yeah, we got all this like my favorite scene, pot, like top five in the show is Brienne being knighted. I, th- I love that scene. I'm a Brienne stan. But I have to say, I loved how in that room you had all, like, the side characters that me personally I've been rooting for since 
I mean, Jamie, not right away, but you know, you've been rooting for those people for a long time. And I'm with Tyler too. I just feel like they're running out of time to explain some things, but I'm just hoping these first two, uh, these first two episodes have been like kind of like a lap dance type thing where they're just kind of holding out on you and you're going to just get it all at once essentially. Um, and I think that's why they kind of teased you a little bit with Tyrion saying, well, I want to hear your story type thing. Almost like I feel like Tyrion's going to, you know, strategize it. Obviously he wants to get an upper hand, um, in strategy. So I think that's where you'll get some of that info. Yeah. So let's kind of like walk through, run through kind of what the episode, how it was laid out and then we can like go more in depth on the scenes throughout it. Um, and then at the end, we'll just make predictions about the next like the last four you know episodes what? of Game of Thrones ever. The last four episodes. You know what? Sounds like a plan, Nate. Okay. So it starts off with Jamie's trial, and it goes exactly how anyone could have predicted, where Bran's going to stand up, Bran's not going to say anything, and then he's just going to be joining the army. But I did, it, like, I felt like it was nice to see kind of Bran step up. Interesting dynamic between uh, Daenerys and Tyrion, which almost gets, like, squandered immediately because Jorah has to complete his arc. <laughs> this was like the end of arcs for like 15 characters. Um, but uh, I loved the interaction uh, between and kind of like how Daenerys is sitting in the middle now because John kind of gave up his kind of spot. But I loved how John um, gave up. Period. I like, <laughs> yeah, like honestly, I love like he's just done, man. Like he's been through so much. I love the thing of <laughs> when it's like he's got to fight the army of the dead again for like the third time in his life. It's like. What a nightmare for this poor man. <laughs> I think it's really funny that in these last two episodes, I feel like he's gotten like the least amount of lines of all the characters. Yes, yep. So I'm, it's like every I'm constantly waiting for John to show up and say something. It's because he's then staying it's like, alive till the John, end. John, what do you think? And he just goes, whatever, right? At the I, beginning, and that's yeah, it. I like okay. I like I like that though. I thought Sansa was better written too. Yeah. I like how she's Sansa was great this well, we'll, episode. we'll get into her scene with Danny in a little bit. Yeah, but like, like that but like the too. interaction between Daenerys and Sansa there, you can kind of see that it's like, okay. So Sansa, basically, you're in Sansa's domain right now, and she's kind of quick mm -hmm. with words as well, like with Danny, like uh, yeah, you can they can stand toe to toe with each other and kind of argue back and forth. And then I love how she kind of goes to John to if they were fist fighting, Sansa would win. Too. Yeah, so that's, she's got a couple like six inches on Amelia Clark, a hundred percent. She's a big girl. <laughs> so, uh, but I love when Daenerys kind of goes to John for a uh, little backup, and he just says. Nah, man, we just need whoever we can get. And then he just, yeah. as, at the end of it, he just gets up and leaves. It's you like, can tell, I think he's battling some depression. No, I, like, <laughs> there's hard. no way he's happy. And that's why I think, like, I don't know. It kind of, and that's why I'm ready to be surprised, but it kind of just makes sense for John to end up on the throne, and it's just not happy. And you just see the cycle continue. Yeah. As soon as they try to break it, you just see Because the they're cycle. not breaking the wheel. They're yeah. not going to break it. I, I like that opening scene. I wish Jamie would have said more to Danny or at, uh, hopefully in these next couple episodes. I'm assuming we won't. There's no time. But just to get, you know, the explanation of why Jamie killed the Mad King. I love her. how he did an apology. Like, he's like, do you want me to apologize? Because that's not, not what I'm here to Oh, yeah, to yeah. Do. Especially about pushing Bran out the window. Oh, I guess nobody knows that except for Bran. Yeah. And so <laughs> here's what I didn't like about it. I love well. I loved Brienne standing up for him. Makes perfect sense. She's the one that knows Jamie the best and is the right character to and do that. And loves him. Yeah, but in episode one we have Brienne saying, "I'm waiting for. I'm waiting for an old friend." And Jamie shows up, and then they they have the trial. Brand doesn't contribute whatsoever. And then afterwards, just they have a blurts out the random phrase that no one except the audience except knows. And, and him and Jamie, get everyone's it. looking right. over at Brand like this motherfucker is crazy. Well, it also just kind of signals to Jamie like he can tell, he remembers, right, right, but right. he's not going to. But then they do. Jamie and Brand do have a talk after that, and I wanted more out of it. It was just like Brand basically said, like I, I get it, whatever. Yeah. It's all is fine. 
but that was it. So uh, they built it up from episode one. Like I just thought Bran and Jamie were going to have something more, and there was absolutely nothing that came of it whatsoever. So that didn't make sense to me. That was but a good I, scene, though, when they were talking underneath the godwood. I think he's like, I think it just shows that uh, Bran realizes that he's needed for like this thing. And I love when he was saying, How do we even know there isn't afterwards? And what I kind of took it as is like, it could be like, is Jamie's probably going to die? Or I kind of took it as maybe. Brand's gonna die, and he, there's no way he can even give up. What? Yeah, maybe Brand dies. Who knows? Because maybe it's like Brand dies, Night King dies, right? You get that whole thing, and then Sam's kind of gonna have to. <laughs> Sam's gonna have to redo the history of Westeros because he kind of made that point in season one or whatever about hmm. the terrible name for Westeros. He's gonna have to like chronicle. That's gonna be his life is chronicling the histories of it. That's an interesting. Point. Um, but uh, I kind of like how uh, he was like. Not because you kind of expected him to be. Everyone was expecting him to say, "I wouldn't be where I am today without you doing that." But he kind of flipped it and said, "You wouldn't be. Yeah. You wouldn't be here right now if you didn't push me out that window. Like mm-hmm. you wouldn't be here to help." So no, that was kinda... good. I just I thought there'd be again, just more, weird, more of some revelation, like the fact that he said, "I'm waiting for an old friend," and there'd be more to their conversation than Brand just like, "Yeah, I get it. Every it, that needed to happen for us to be here. Everything's okay. Let's go fight the war." I thought, like, the fact that he said that in the last episode, he would have said something at the trial, or maybe he would have said something to Jamie in private that hints mm-hmm. at what's going to happen to Jamie yeah. or what he needs to do and all this stuff, and none of that played out. So, again, it was just, like, one of those things, like, huh. But hasn't that just kind of played into how Bran has been for the past couple seasons, yeah, that, though? It's kind of – I feel like that's how the whole – his whole arc has been recently, where, like, you think that you're just going to get more, and to be honest, we haven't gotten a lot from him at all. And that's one of the points that disappoints me, because Bran is this infinite wealth of knowledge where he can see all these things. And I know he, he has to have some sort of idea of something before he can go and see it. He has to, like, have heard about the event or know about it before he can go see it play out, right? But he has all this information, and we, he literally doesn't ever contribute or say anything at any point in any of the episodes. Besides, like, literally saying the biggest part of the story, which we can't discount, like, that John is obviously the true yeah. heir. But, like, he, he, he Andy, should be used way more. And he comes yeah, up right. with a battle plan for the new thing where he's like, I'm just going to be, I'm gonna be as bait. We'll get, we'll get to that scene. Which could set up an awesome scene like Nick was saying, but we'll, we will get to that scene. We'll get to that um, scene. So what, what happened after uh, Jamie's trial? I, again, I think we all really liked that scene, Brian's speech about Jamie. Great. All mm-hmm. that was really good writing. Again, much better than the first episode. Great opening scene. Yeah, you get you get a little bit of fallout uh, between Daenerys and Tyrion. Like, says that you failed, like... Yeah. Which is true, but it's Wait, like, yeah. well, it's true that I think they're setting up that Tyrion is going to have some sort of redemption in his brain. You know, he's going to set up some plan and be have the like hero the at some yeah. point in these that's last why, couple That's episodes. what I think they're trying to do. Yeah, because um, he's been fucking stupid the last two seasons. Mm-hmm. He's done nothing, so. Yeah, except, like, yeah, season five was, like, the last good Tyrion season when he yeah. first finds Daenerys and all that stuff. I kind of looked the, or, like, the Golden Trail or whatever it's called. That was kind of smart. The what? Uh... What's it called? When they he goes, he tells Daenerys to bring the dragons and blow up the gold from the Lannisters, season seven. Oh yeah, yeah. No, yeah, that he was, was smart. But like, and then he pivoted. Um, yeah, he pivots. But yeah, for sure, how they're setting up this whole episode is that I don't think Tyrion's gonna die, and that he's gonna survive and be this. Mm-hmm. He, he's like, even though he makes his mistakes, he learns from them, which we'll talk yeah. about later. But like, we talk about everybody gonna die, but obviously they're gonna be some of the mainstays are gonna live yeah. through because yeah. there's still yeah. four episodes. I was Team Brand stay alive, but after this episode, I may be Team uh, Brand cooked on this. So. Actually cooked by a dragon. <laughs> like fire. he could be lit. Now, um, after that, we kind of we get a little Arya Gendry back and forth between uh these two friends that haven't seen each other in a while. <laughs> 
Um, I wish that's where it stayed. Uh, we'll get to that. Asking about uh, the weapon and stuff. And he, we get like an interesting thing, which some people are annoyed with, but um, it kind of makes sense if you, I don't know, when he was like very vague about this whole army of the dead, she kept asking questions and he was like, just saying like you, like it's impossible to explain. It's just death and all this stuff. And people are like, why wouldn't he just tell him straight up? It's like when people go through traumatic stuff, they don't necessarily want to keep bring it and they don't give you every detail yeah, and they don't necessarily remember all, every detail yeah. because of like they just it's just so shaken in their brain that i i just kind of love that interaction where it's like and that's why i'm excited to see we already saw kind of something in the trailer with are you looking afraid where it's like even in that conversation she was trying to be stoic and stuff it's like she has no idea what this whole thing is and she kind of this is going to be interesting for her character arc in like a literal sense mm-hmm. where she's always been obsessed with death and all this stuff and now she's going to see the face of it like this is actual death coming at her I wish she was in the show she was a little bit more like uh, brute like she almost tries to just act too badass in front of everybody instead of being more like brooding and almost mysterious like an assassin would mm-hmm. be which is how she was trained you know instead she's just like this showy I'm a fucking cool badass little girl but only, only to certain people like John yeah. doesn't know it's just like when she Brienne. saw Brienne. Yeah. It's just uh, I don't know. I don't exactly. I still really like Arya. I guess I just don't exactly love the way she's written uh, in the show, and especially when we'll get into her next scene with Gendry, which I didn't hate, but we'll get into. I it think too. I think for me, Arya. I liked Arya a lot, especially when she was with the Hound and stuff. For mm-hmm. me, she fell off completely when she goes to the House of Black and White. Every time I kind of cut to her in yep. five and six, I was Boring. like. This is like, better serve a purpose. And then even towards the end of season six, I was like, oh, no, this is going off the rails. And then finally she what leaves. What happened at the end of season like, six? That well, she gets stabbed that. like 50 times and she doesn't die. And I'm just like, okay. Yeah. And then she legit jumps out a window with like wounds on her and it doesn't open up until she hits the stairs. Like that whole thing is just kind of weird to me. But remember, but, she can fight in the dark against the waif who is trained exactly like she was. So mm-hmm. she should be able to fight in the dark too, but Arya killed her. But of course, at the end of it, when she says that her whole I'm Arya Stark, I was like, thank God. Yeah. Like, let's go. And then of course she has a banger scene in uh, the she finale. A, she has a couple so of I, bangers I, in season seven. Let's yeah. point this out that in season seven, Arya murders an entire family, chops them into little pieces, eyeballs, mutilates their bodies, bakes them into a pie, feeds them to people, and then murders the rest of them. And now she's just a cool little girl back at Winterfell. So that's where it's like her character arc is this demented, almost psychopath. And that's where, you know, after seeing all this death and destruction, and all of a sudden, you know, she's been killing people at such a young age and all this stuff. And now she's just a really cool badass. Well, I kind of get a sense that at the end of the whole, when it shows her after the whole Gendry thing, she looks completely emotionless. I think she's completely detached from reality at this point, and maybe something that happens in this battle is going to knock true. her back. Well, let's just hop into that scene really fast. Cause... No, let's go in order. Well, well, well let me just, let me just add something really fast. I just want to say I, the one thing I hated about the Gendry-Arya scene that we'll talk about later is just how, <laughs> is just how it kind of goes against my perception of her character. Where you're right, like she's almost like this psychopath serial killer assassin. But it, she shouldn't even want to be doing that stuff. But I guess I I'm, I'm gonna be I'm gonna be straight up with you, Nick. And I do not mean this in like a harsh way. I just want to bring you back to reality and say that you are completely wrong in the fact that she says at the end of season six, she says that she is not like that and that she still chooses to be Arya. Her and she pulling goes out and murders five hundred people. But still, John has killed multiple people. John's executed people. She didn't Daenerys cut has too. Little pieces and bake them into a pie and then feed it to the dad and then poison. <laughs> to be honest, men. that's what the phrase deserve. I'll be honest with you. <laughs> I don't disagree. But like, but that's the thing is that she, 
what her art kind of turned into is now she's been through all this stuff and she's trying to regain that humanity, which is, I feel but like this can't. is what her play was. Like she, she, she meant it when she said she just wants to know how it feels. And then it looks like she was disappointed. She should have went to Podrick's room. That's the whole meme that's going around. I, I heard a really interesting point about Podrick that, is he that just maybe sang. he sang to the women. And I like he's that, got dude. some pipes, yeah. dude. Um, Okay, so what, what was it anyway? Scene. So I, I didn't like... Okay, Are you we'll, throwing daggers at the wall? Oh, yeah, so that happens. And the reason was because I just don't like how badass she is shown to be uh, over everybody else. Like, she is the most badass where she still hasn't really done that much. When you think about all the men and battles that John and Brienne and Jamie and all these people have been through, and it's like, oh, she trained over here, so now she's the most badass of everybody. And it's just like, it's just a little corn. It's one of those where that belongs in some fantasy PG-13 fun film and not Game of Thrones. Does that make sense? That, yeah. That's why it's... But it's not I'm, terrible. I'm, I'm, She's I'm just, about to be woke, though, this next episode because something's shit's about to hit the fan. I have a theory. Okay, we'll get there. Uh, next up, I think, is the Sansa Daenerys kind of thing where I thought it was pretty well wit- written except for the, the height ends. joke. The height oh, joke is stupid. Like what's they've, the been, they've been making oh, yeah. too many of them at this point where it's like low-hanging fruit because yeah. she was like... Like so basically said that she loves John and she can only say that t- about one other man. I and expected then, someone taller. No, he was he, taller. He was tall. Who was that? And then she just doesn't say. She just says he was taller. Which is well, because like, if she said Cal Drogo, sounds would be like, who the hell is that? Could be, well, yeah, she, she could be talking just, about Dariana Harris too. Yeah, well, I thought it was Jora, but Jora's not that much taller than John, so the joke doesn't really make sense. Yeah, she definitely loves Jora, just not. Yeah, the just same not. Way. Yeah, which is completely like yeah, totally. I think like people are trying to make stuff up with uh, Sansa and Theon too. I think they love each other, but as like a brother sister kind of. And not ev- not everybody has to want to bone. All yeah, the time, exactly. You know? But I don't know. Before you die, you kind of want to, you know. I really liked the <clears throat> Sansa Danny scene. Uh, once it turns to Sansa starting to say, yeah. "What about the North?" Like uh, we said, Asking we're not bowing again. Yeah, and we're not going to. So, what about us? What are you going to do? But then it's that same thing where then the scene, scene end. Well, it's because that it's because that damn uh, who Maester. came in the Maesta. Yeah, he comes in literally. Just I feel like that's how every scene has happened so far this season. That's that's one thing that's bothering me is I feel like they keep introducing plot lines that I want to see, they interrupt and them. then they won't be brought up again. At well, all. I like, kind of I kind of felt with. For like the John thing at the end is for sure interruption. With this one, it almost sounds like Daenerys is done. She doesn't want to talk about that. Yeah, when and she I feel like away. It, that will be continued. Yeah. obviously. But stuff like in the first episode, they talk about how are we going to feed this massive army? Mm-hmm. Blah 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 blah. And then they don't bring it up or talk about it or discuss how they're going to mm-hmm. do it. So it's just that you know, at least they establish the problem so the audience knows. Now we don't have to talk about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. And I feel like they do that. Well, well I feel I don't like think it's going to matter like, either because war is coming already, so people are going to die. Also, what that shows the food thing, and then also what this scene shows as well is I feel like it's showing that Sansa has a better hold on diplomacy than Daenerys does. And uh, D- Dario kind of made a point, like, in an earlier season where he's like, you're not, like, a ruler, you're a conqueror. Like, mm-hmm. she hasn't – she even in uh, Marine, she didn't get to rule. She bailed almost as soon as it <laughs> happened, and Tyrion was left to rule. And then she basically shows up and is like, what did you do to my city? It's like you have no idea what you caused, the power vacuum that was caused yep. when you're gone. She has no idea kind of how the inner workings of that stuff works. And then Tyrion tries to tell it to her, and then she says – you still love the Lannisters. That's pretty, like, all her <laughs> argument is. But, like, that's what I like that they're showing here is that Sansa is, like, she may not have that conquering. Like, she may mm-hmm. not have the entire armies behind her, but she learned from people that have the place, best, the best. even though they're bad yeah. people, she learned, and she kind of has a better heart than them. So, like, she's learned from Cersei. She's learned Ned. from Littlefinger. Ned, you have all these people that she learned from, 
And then Daenerys has learned from who? She pushes away everyone that tries the series, to get in. The worst yeah. human being on earth. Yeah. <laughs> she kind of pushes away everyone that kind of yeah. questions her, which I feel like is going to be the penultimate thing of her arc, whether she accepts to try to learn to rule or if she just wants to be a conqueror and kind of go on that route. I think it's ultimately that she's dead. Yeah. <laughs> but we'll get to that. Yeah. I, I'm team Danny cooked. Yeah. <laughs> but then again, she can't be cooked. So Danny dead. We'll I think it's that. really interesting whenever somebody in the show, and I think it's only John calls her Danny, because mm-hmm. I don't think anybody else does, right? Except, Except on Twitter. For, yeah. Game no, of Thrones we Twitter. all do, because nobody likes to sing Daenerys. <laughs> well, like, there was that scene in season seven where he does, and she says, don't call me that. And then he just keeps calling her <laughs> that. So I'm like, yeah, props to you, Johns. Yeah. It's much easier to say. Also, very interesting, you know, Jorah still calls her Khaleesi, you know? Throughout every single yeah. season of the show, which is why a lot of people still call. I think her people Khaleesi. just like to hear uh, what is it, Ian? Was it Ian Glenn? Yeah, my, him say it. My dad thinks her name is Khaleesi. Yeah, so. Khaleesi. <laughs> yeah, a lot of people do, which I don't blame. Yeah, it's, it's like fine. no one really calls her Daenerys that often until it's like someone that hasn't met her. That's you know? yeah. they, that's a very interesting point that you brought up, though. I truly believe that you're kind of correct on that. I think that's going to be her her fall, which is, is what Sam brought up too. Like. She'd would give, she do she'd it for give you? up the crown. You gave up the crown to save your people. Would she do the same? Well, see, that's why I think the, that's going to happen. Where ultimately she's going to make some big sacrifice in one of the next yeah. couple episodes, and it'll be her death. It'll result in her death. But it's going to be that moment where, and that that'll give people a reason to look up to her memory. It could, it could also, it could also be like she sees John sacrifice himself for her. Because I think it just comes down to those two at the end. Like it's going to be yeah. one or the other. I mean, and I think. Yeah. She sees John sacrifice herself, and that wakes up something in her because mm-hmm. people people have been bringing like a lot of people are jumping on the Danny hate train at this point. But I think it's a very like what they're oh, setting yeah. up here is very interesting. Where you see eight seasons of her like this is her mindset. This is what she lives for. This is what got her fighting through mm-hmm. all the bad stuff that happened to her, and then it's shattered in an instant. And she's never had well, this type of diversity where people really don't, don't care yeah, what she has what to she say has right to say. now because it doesn't matter. No one cares no about her claim right over. now. No well, one's rolling over I, for her. I really think that there's a issue with the writing when you get all of these characters together in the same spot whereas now you can't get a separate scene of Danny with someone for 10 minutes and you get her to talk about a bunch of stuff for a while now it's like everybody just gets a line here and there so now you're not really getting to go in deep with any of the characters which I feel like may that's just a problem that like that's not a problem but that just is why maybe you don't get to understand well half of them are dead next episode yeah that's what I'm saying like and then also someone was pointing out like these these last two episodes of Game of Thrones kind of felt like a giant crossover, but with people that were in the same show before. Like it's yeah, a weird sensation also, of like all these characters uh, are together that never start, mm-hmm. shared the screen, and it's like. Also, Barstool Big Cat said these first two episodes was just like miking up the locker room before the Super Bowl, <clears> which <throat> I agree with that. I I feel like that that's kind of how mm-hmm. it is. Um, and we get the after this we get the uh, Theon Sansa reunion. I just want to ask one quick question. Here we though. go. Wait, Theon's arc complete. This is it. That's all I wanted to say. The- one of the, the first character whose arc gets complete perfectly. There it is. His arc's complete. He came back to defend Winterfell. I just wanted to ask to die, really fast. If Danny dies at that point, does John just do the Tommen jump once he gets to King's Landing? No, I think I think like Pete, like that may be the bit. Like I'll talk about it when we get towards the end of it. But me and Tyler were talking a little bit before. And I kind of feel like this is where the show is going at this point, but I'll tease it. So I'll listen to the full episode and we'll get to it towards the end. Yeah, oh. the, the Theon Sansa reunion. Uh, yeah, fine. Good. Also, Good Theon looks infinitely better with the longer hair. Like, it's like throwbacks yeah. to like seize the, Like, when you. But I think it's because you associate short hair Theon with Reek. So it's kind of like, yeah, get, the, <laughs> get Reek out of I here. We, Reek we're back, back to Theon. <laughs> do you <laughs> no i thought i think he's a good character and i really like like literally fantastic full performance circle, full he, circle he literally took winterfell 
came yep. back and now he's defending it with Brand, who he said who he lied and said he murdered. Yeah. So. Well, like, and then like, I can almost I this that's one of the characters that I think is for sure dead. He said him as soon as he said that he's gonna defend Brand at the Godswood. I'm like, all right, Theon, you had a good run. I think <laughs> and, like, but like, it's uh, like that's fantastic. Fan, like this was like this kind of episode kind of highlighted for me is like just the arcs in general like fantastic character arc for Theon yeah amazing performance two completely different characters from the start and end of the show and it's just impressive and we're gonna lose him next episode it's and, done and his well, arc's unless, completed unless the Night King or a White Walker goes full uh, Spongebob Squarepants flats on him and tries to punch him in the nuts yeah then. it's not gonna happen <laughs> I'm he's, kidding no he's cooked yeah but I think he knows it too. No, yeah, that's he why sure he. Does. That's why he did it. No, so. and it that Theon Theon's one might get me. That may make me pretty sad because the only ones that would really make me sad, Jorah's gonna make me sad when he dies. Lyanna Mormont when they die no. fighting back to back. That I guarantee that's what's gonna happen. They're gonna be like, Here you're gonna see stand. because he was banished and you thought it was the end of the Mormont house anyway, and you're just gonna see the whole house crumble, crumble right, right there. Yeah, you're gonna see multiple houses die when once Gendry's dead next episode. Once he's toast, Gendry's cooked, which we'll talk about. But um, yeah, there's no more Baratheons. Yeah, <laughs> you could see the death of Targaryens too. Who knows if they both get cooked? Sansa ends up on yeah. the throne. What would you do? Yeah, it could be. I I was thinking maybe it's Sansa and Tyrion on yeah. the throne. That's a people real interesting possibility. My uh, our friend Roman, who's on the podcast with us a couple weeks ago, he uh, talks to one of his friends who read the leaks. Of course, season eight got leaked, like the plot leak or whatever. Season eight ago. did. Season the eight full did. thing. Yep. And the and the guy told Roman so far it's like beat for beat right through the first two episodes and then he said Roman hasn't read it but he said that his buddy said the show will end it's like totally insane no one can see it coming it's really bittersweet maybe people won't like it blah 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 so it well, makes me curious as to how this is all going to play out but we'll see I also I think people are sleeping on Robin too I Robin think he, Aaron yeah I think he sits on the Iron Throne <laughs> I would Robin. hate this show would absolutely tank no well for like me. I like I have faith. I think that no matter what, I'll I'll say okay. I can see how that's gonna how it's gonna end, right? I may not be happy with it. I may not be over the moon, but I'm mm-hmm. never gonna be happy because it's the end of the show, you know? Right. right. But that's what uh, Nikolai Costarwaldo. He was in like an interview and he said like, no, of course you're gonna have people that aren't gonna be happy with it. But like once he was done reading it, and of course it's one of those things like, what are they supposed to say? But he just brought this own, up on his own volition. He was like, I called them and said like I, I like. Congratulations, guys, because I don't know how else you would have done this, but yeah. at least you yeah, got, like, cool. a decent ending for the show that is, like, yeah. people – it's a nice closed eight mm-hmm. seasons of a show that was, like, a milestone in basically modern TV right now. Um, after Theon, we get the Davos-Gilly kind of thing where we get Davos kind of seeing a glimpse of the past – and uh, you yeah. kind of just see. I think Davos' storyline's done too. Yeah, like, I think that was just a scene to get get like, oh hey, remember well, Gilly exists? There was, there Here was, she is. There was an awesome thing where it's like basically how how this was been written is it's like who's two characters that have never been on screen together and they pulled <laughs> names out of a hat. Davos Gilly, we got to <laughs> yeah, write a yeah, scene yeah. for him. But um, that's what it felt like. It was kind of like, but. They and keep, just to get some exposition of where everyone's going to be hiding. And they keep set they they said it like five times. The crypts are the safest place, so you can almost guarantee that they're not safe and that people are going to die down there. Well, so let's get also into it's just a stupid idea to store. Like it's like basically in a horror movie when you run to the basement when there's a killer in the house. It's like great now you have no way out. I know. Why wouldn't they just go? Why wouldn't all the people who aren't fighting just start walking south at the hope that they could live a little bit longer? Like why yeah. it's like no, just go hide in the basement. With but no escape. Now, do the crypts and have like ways that li- like go out of Winterfell? Yeah. So actually, okay. they talk about how big the crypts are, and it's like this whole underground. 
passage, like this whole underground like labyrinth almost, and that there are ways to get out other than the one way okay. that they know to get in. Yeah. Um, but we should, since we're talking about the crypts now, we should. Yeah. I want to say your theory about what you think is going to happen. Well, I just think that there's a possibility that we get Red Wedding 2 and that some of the undead underneath Winterfell come alive and massacre the people down there. But you brought up something as well, which kind of plays into the, like the whole mystical kind of Stark thing the where they only, have iron, yep. swords the, of iron on there. The only Stark that we know that's been brought back to life is Benjen Stark. And for some reason, he came back to life. He was good. With no absolutely no explanation, they never told us. We have absolutely no idea why he was brought back to life, and he was still good. So, what if the Kings of Winter awaken and defend everybody in the crypts? That'd be freaking sweet. That'd but be who knows? Sweet. I have absolutely no idea. And then also, I mean, just based off the trailer with Arya running, we have to assume either Gendry, because Gendry's not running with her. The dead Gendry, for sure get into Winterfell. Yes. Like otherwise, oh, yeah. you see the Hound, you see Beric inside Winterfell fighting, you see Arya running. So does that make Gendry like dead in the water then? Almost because yeah. they're in the crypts and you don't see him running with Arya. Arya looks like they're not in this... the they're not in the crypts though. You know, when she's running, they're in the castle. You can yeah. see windows. And, and when they bang, they're not in the crypts either. Where were they? At? They're just in the forge or in like. Uh, area oh, of the castle. Okay. Yeah, okay. think how there's tens of thousands of people all over the place at Winterfell, but they found the they found the storage room with nobody yeah. there. Well, I mean, but going back. Also, to doesn't it, Arya have a bed? Going back to it, does she have her own bedroom? <laughs> going back to it, though. Going back to it. Going back to it. Arya looks the most scared we've seen her in yeah. multiple seasons, like in that one trailer shot. So something bad happens. I wonder if she sees Ned or like undead. Ned, something, something Ned's like classified also, style. Varys, Varys looks like he sees like something insane. You never see Varys kind of scared. Besides, when they start talking about magic, that's yeah, what whatever looks, he saw in the fire. When yeah, he, maybe yeah. He, this is like something that he sees. Like that then again. he, why didn't he say, "Let's not go to the crypts, guys"? Well, he doesn't. He doesn't necessarily know because remember, she says, "Do you want me to explain what you saw?" Like, when, yeah, it's one of those things where he sees it and he knows it's scary and it's horrifying, but he maybe not quite understand what it is. It. And then once it begin, if he when he's in the crypts, he starts seeing yeah, it, and then he's like, this is what Austin, I saw. that's when your memories come yeah. back. Like, you know, when you yep. smell something and it connects you back, you're like, holy crap, I didn't think about that in eight years since it <laughs> happened the last time. Yeah. Like, it may be one of those things. Could well, and be. he didn't see, he saw that vision when he was a kid when yeah. he got his, yeah. his little dingle chopped off. So. His, his parts thrown into the fire. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think the crypts, little something, <laughs> something very, something very suspicious is going to happen in those crypts. I think that would catch so many people off guard. Like, they say, that the crypts are the safest. Like, of course, you're so, so suspicious of something going to happen. But, like, all these innocent people down there that aren't fighting, if, like, people just come back and they just start massacring them. Like, you just see Varys die. You just see I, I still think it's Gilly more get of, murdered. Yeah, I still think cooked. something in the crypts is going to play a role yeah. narratively. No, like, there's going to be some sto- uh, an item, Lightbringer. There's going to be something the down The amount there of importance they put. On, the on it in yeah. this uh, season specifically uh, mm-hmm. is for sure. There's some, especially since it's included in the intro and everything. I think everything yeah. included in the intro this time. There's a reason why they're showing it. Like the crossbow, another dragon's getting shot down. Whether it's Viserion or or it's I the undead dragon Viserion again in a better way than just shooting a bolt at it. I want to see. Do, a uh, what, what if you get dance with dragons Dude, and it's like? Are we? Imagine there's like the freaking war and you just see light flashing in the clouds and then like the camera goes. Are we not going to they do it? Is you see like Jamie, you get one of those shots like they do in Battle of the Bastard, which is kind of behind Jamie, and then the camera just pans up and you see the dragons fighting, but he's got to look down. He keeps fighting stuff. <laughs> we don't even know if the Night King's going to be at Winterfell. He's though. not. And I like I have suspicions he's just going to fly straight south and then Cersei knocks down that dragon again. No, you think, no, then that's stupid, not how they're going to take. And out then the he Night just. <laughs> 
just stranded he's just, out yeah. there. He's like, Ugh. well, to be honest, Cersei beats the Night King. Someone, Frozone, someone said, someone says up. the the Night King could take King's Landing with one white. They're not prepared in any aspect. They can't kill him. Unless they Cersei's like just blow up the entire. King's or what landing. if? Hey, what if the next episode ends with Cersei killing the Night King because he flies down there with the small army, and then Cersei ends up saving Winterfell, and then Cersei marches up. I don't think. He I think. Stop. I think how it's. This is how. Okay, so this is my. We're just jumping all over the place. It doesn't matter at this <laughs> where, point. Where are we now? It doesn't matter at this point. So this is what I predict. I don't believe what I just said, by the way. And then, okay, next is the battle plan. They want Bran to yeah, be in the Godswood. Be in the Godswood. But this is what I feel is going to happen during. You see how they hit set up. And to be honest, they just, the way they have their army set up, you're like, okay. But then they have blocks for the army of dead. It's like, why even put it on there? That's like the whole top half of the map. Just say, yeah, the They're whole woods <laughs> is the people. But I think what's going to happen is the army is going to march onto Winterfell. It's gonna be there. Multiple characters are gonna die. They're gonna lose. But at the end of the day, like they're gonna have heavy losses. I think Daenerys is gonna suffer the most. Like Jorah's gonna die. Uh, Grey Worm's gonna die. A lot of Unsullied. A lot of um, Masande. People are thinking Masande. Well, she's in die. the crypts too. Yeah. Um, but like, I think they're gonna suffer heavy losses. But ultimately, kind of hold back the army of the dead. Right. Right as the Lannister army, as they're as that part of the war is fighting, uh, coming to an end. A bolt comes out of nowhere, knocks down a dragon, right? Or something, or someone's on it, flies away. That's why John has to get on the ground to kind of get his dragon out of safety. And then all of a sudden, you just, they're like fighting. The Lannisters are there, they're fighting. All of a sudden, you're, dragon comes in, starts wiping out people. The Night King just shows up at the very end, and then they're like, we're screwed. And then everyone dies. And then the rest of the episode, the rest of the that season sucked. is the Night King marching down. So that sucked. No, but I think they're going to retreat. They have to retreat at this point. I think that they're basically going to leave. The Lannister army is going to get toasted. The Golden mm-hmm. Company is going to get toasted by the Night King because they have no idea what they're up against. The army of the dead will be toast. Like At, at a certain point, the Night King is not going to care because he can just bring everybody Yeah, back. and he's just going to toast <laughs> everyone. So I, I think um, a lot of people think Winterfell, like that's where the final battle, Winter Falls there. And I agree, Winter Falls there, meaning it begins at Winterfell, yeah. and then they have to run yeah. and go south. Yeah. So that's what I think is going to happen too. I just want to see Jon fight underneath the god God's wood on fire. That that would be just cool imagery. I think. I think you're going to get it too, based on the the preview. Mm-hmm. Something yeah. there, something's going to happen. Like I think because Brand Brand could die. Fire, so maybe they set fire as a trap. To, like, but we know that that doesn't really work. So it's almost like Daenerys might go crazy with the dragon and like just set everything on fire because. Mm-hmm. The White Walker's dragon is if, blue fire. Yeah, what if one of her other dragons goes down and she just throws a fit, sets Hall of Winterfell on fire and says, cook it, baby. I don't know um, if she's going to do that, but she she might be a little reckless with the dragon fire. Yeah. And, and then John's could, like, what the fuck? John's literally like, I don't care. I just kill me. <laughs> what if that he finally gets the Night King and he just looks me and goes, fuck, dude, I'm done. That's it. Just kill me. <laughs> No, but to get back to that scene where, where Bran starts talking about... Yeah, um, he basically brings up plans. that um, the Night King wants him, and as he's wanted to kill the Three-Eyed Raven for See, this ge- is, generations past. That's what interests me the most in the show, is finally getting down to the nitty-gritty, getting the answers to everything that's going on. And the answer we get is so glossed over that I was, I was disappointed, and that's why ultimately I was disappointed in the episode, is because I want to know so much more than what we're getting. And the way they're setting it up, I feel like even in the next couple episodes, it's just going to be all spectacle with the battle without the narrative of why everything's happening. I I it, it all has I'm narrative. Wrong. But I don't know because I, Bran finally says that. 
But the White Walkers were moving way before, like, he went up and visited the Three-Eyed Crow before Jamie even pushed him out the window. So it's like, were they coming south to kill Bran before he becomes a Three-Eyed Raven? Is is Bran, like, the same Brandon that's always been, which is a theory that people have had? So then maybe it makes sense because he says there have been many different Three-Eyed Ravens that have tried to lure me mm-hmm. or kill me or whatever. So then it's like, okay, what does that mean? Um, so I'm just, I just want to know more, okay? That, and that's kind of it. Yeah. I think you'll get it, but... I, I don't think this whole next episode is just going to be spectacle. The whole show has been the narrative building up to the spectacle. So there's that's so much why more. I think it's all spectacle. Right? Well, well I no, think there's so much more that's going to be ba- packed into this episode. There's going to be something. Just a battle. There's going to be something important about Bran being at the Godswood. Like he yep. clearly wants to be there for a reason instead of anywhere else. So I think he may either to use it to walk into a dragon, use Worgen it to walk into King. something. Like I think that's a possibility too. Where that's how we get John on the ground is that he like lets Brand walk into Regal, which and would be then awesome, John is defending Brand while he's sitting yeah. there idle underneath oh. the fire tree. Oh my god, dude! I would freaking listen. Die. I'm really excited for the next episode. I just like that scene of Brand. I wanted that scene to be ten minutes long of him, not like, uh, and not exactly an exposition dump of here's the story, but just. He has so much knowledge, and he doesn't let anyone in on it, yep. including I'm the audience. You, so it's I'm just a little you. frustrating yeah. to me as a it viewer because I know, in the, obviously, when the books come out, it's way easier to put information on there because you can have a trillion words in a freaking book. But at the same time, That's I want a just words. a little bit more depth as to mm-hmm. what's going on. I'm and, just not getting. And it. I kind of what you. I took what I took kind of from what he was saying, and of course, I think it will probably be different in the books. So there will be a lot more backstory to it. But how I feel like they're setting it up, and I was talking to you about this too, is that. The Night King was created for war. He just see like he knows he has some sort of vision mm-hmm. powers. He's a seer somehow. Yeah, he sees that seer. all humans do is just conflict. The whole show has showed this as well. Seven seasons of just conflict, people arguing over just power. And he's here to just wipe the slate clean. That includes killing Bran because he has all the memories of the past of humans. Just wipe them completely clean so that it's just a fresh thing. There would be no conflict on Westeros. And they could just, the dead would die there. So you you're know? telling me this week I'm Team Thanos and Team Night King? Yeah. But, but like, and that's <laughs> I why, say, that's, like Thanos. that's why I think it will be bittersweet at the end is because you see Daenerys, of course, has these hopeful things of, breaking the wheel and stuff, but the only thing that gives her a claim to the throne is the wheel that she wants to break. And she seems to be just going right into the wheel anyways and just saying, like, oh, just reset. She's lost herself in the wheel. And what I, think, what I think will happen and why it's bittersweet, they're going to suffer heavy losses. The Night King will be defeated. Jon will sit on the throne. But what you realize is there will be some glimpse of it's just a cycle that's going to restart itself, and you're just going to see conflict start to brute. Not everyone's going to be happy with Jon on the throne, and all of a sudden there's a... Of course, everyone wants that power, yep. and you'll see just Jamie's going to kill John when he's sitting. No, on the you'll just see humans are in perpetual conflict, and just because they won that war, there are many more wars to come, and yep. it's just because humans are like that. And I feel like that might be kind of what they're showing in the show is that even in this fantastical setting, it just shows that no matter what, there's going to be war, and not even for a good reason other than power. And I feel like that might be kind of what they're setting up, at least for the show, because I know the White Walkers are going to have hopefully more backstory in the books and stuff like that. But I think they're just kind of setting it up as not even an ultimate evil, just this is kind of like the earth reclaiming its, this is death reclaiming the mm-hmm. entire turf that is, which is weird because Esso seemed to have nothing. Though. I love the thing of like Squidward when he's on like the tanning bed and he looks over, it's like Esso stirring everything that's going on and they just look back like, what's well, happening so there? Like if the Night King gets Westeros and that's yeah. his whole army, then Essos is cooked. Yeah. Well, Essos has its own like, 
its own history yeah. and that the long night actually began in Essos because of this crazy emperor that lived there. And that's Palpatine, like, correct? Kind of is called the Bloodstone Emperor. That's where a lot of people Ooh. think the long night began is because of something he did thousands of years ago. Yeah, yeah, who knows? But interesting. Mm-hmm. I'm okay. excited for the books. Well, after uh, after like the ba- like after the battle plan, well, they kind of we got Tormund and them coming back, and you get that reuniting of just um, real quick. I hate the fact that they just show up yeah. and then they go, yeah, we just walked right around him. Yeah, we were behind him. We went right around. And it's like, no. okay, you have yeah. an army of 100,000 plus people and you just went like this, around, right around they're him. they're in King's Landing, baby. <laughs> and that just, that bothered me a little yeah. bit. Like, it's fine. I get, they just want, they need everybody I thought, there. I thought maybe they would show, like, the episode would start off with, uh, the army of the dead taking over a Glover, like wherever he's at. Uh, what is it? Something. The last Mount. Earth. Oh no, um, not Umber. Glover. Which ha- which castle is Glover? It's like blood something. Ma- oh, that's a uh, that's West, isn't it? The yeah, area? I thought it was going to show him go there, take all of them, and then it kind of leaves that opening where they can get back to Winterfell. You know, mm-hmm. but they just, instead they just yeah we got no it. Night King or Cersei this episode. Well, I think the, they're not showing the Night King for a reason. It would have ended with the Night King if he was there, yeah. and he's not. There. I agree with that. I, I was a little frustrated that they don't show anything with Cersei, and that's why I think it's pointing to that Cersei's the final. Yeah, just because it's like here we need to set all this up to happen, and Cersei that'll be later, and that bothers me a little bit. But who knows? We'll or see. The, or the Night King and Cersei hook up. Uh, similar to what you saw with Euron, and they. But uh, once they get back, they say they, they kind of say that uh, they just have until the sun comes up, you know, which is good, a cool good line. line. Yep, and it kind of sets into play the whole battle plan, and then we get the next half of the episode, which is just all these characters kind of having their final moments before they think they're gonna die. So you get um, kind of uh, of course you get the scene with Jamie and Tyrion kind of catching up again. Jamie and Brienne. We he talks earlier. to he talks to Brienne and kind of asks he her. Would not. And kind of asks if um, he could kind of be under her, which is a very interesting thing where he's like, I would love for you to command Mm -hmm. me. I'm not much of a fighter anymore, which I think they're setting up for like, maybe Jamie will die, but he's not going to die. Not yet anyways. But like you, we get that whole thing. Uh, We get uh, Sam, Ed, uh, John, the last members of the Night's Watch pretty much just kind of together. Uh, And I love the whole thing where he's like, last one has to burn the others. Like he's like, that's like the job of whoever's last standing out of us. And then we get uh, Ghost there, too. Great reunion there. Very emotional moment. Yeah, it's one of the... I feel like they forgot to put Ghost in this episode, and too. And like, do we have a spot? We have a spot in the scene. Put him in. <laughs> that would make sense for him to do that. I wish he was in the background of more scenes. Just really... <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just, like, like grand. He's just, like, looking around because you could tell they just shot it on a green screen. And, like, just toss him in there. <laughs> yeah, it's fine. Um, uh, I think, again, that's just... Ghost is gonna say John will be close to death. Ghost is gonna come out kill some people, and Ghost is gonna die. Oh, that's, I hope that's not. If Ghost dies anyway. after the way they treated him the past couple seasons, well, I, think that, it, I think it may be a thing where it's like you see like either the his the Rhaegal is gonna die or Ghost is gonna die, and that's mm-hmm. gonna show like kind of which identity he's gonna stay with. I think the dragon's gonna die and Ghost is gonna live somehow. Yep, yep. I I'm think with that Nate. Might Let's be pound it. Nate. Pound I it. think so too. I I'd like to see because direwolves are supposed to be ginormous. Yes. I would love it if John rides Ghost. That'd be well, look at Nymeria sweet. when you saw her yeah. last season. Like, yeah, Ghost was literally massive. looking a little small, so I think they straight up just shot him in a grease. <laughs> I'm not kidding. 100%. He looked tiny. He just looked like I bet a, he'll be like way a, bigger. But he, than the remember, next he is the runt of the litter. No, actually, he's the albino. They say runt in the show. For he's no albino, reason, yeah, because he's not a runt. He's just albino. He's not actually mm-hmm. smaller than any of the other. Well, I think they just use runt as just like a phrase, like he's different than the others. Um. But, yeah, we get that cool scene. I love Sam's kind of whole thing where he's like, I'm going to be out here fighting even if I'm not good. People forget I'm the first one to kill a White Walker, and I killed a Than, 
and all that stuff. I thought yeah. that whole exchange was great. Oh, good for Sam. You get to see John actually laugh for once in the, like, who knows how long. Um, God he laughed the God. episode? Yeah, because yeah, yeah, awesome. uh, Ed says something about... Um, Oh yeah, oh, lover of women. Yeah, Sam. Sam sleeping with women and killing the yeah, white like walkers. Truly is the end the, of the world. End yeah. times. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and that's kind of like the only scene we really get of John enjoying the last moments because the last thing he doesn't really get to enjoy. Um, but then we kind of see. Let's just talk about the whole people around the fireplace. One of my favorite scenes ever: Brienne getting knighted. I think the cinematography in that whole scene is amazing. Uh, great visuals, great acting. The characters I've uh, known. To love and some I'm of the best actors in the show are were in that room. Like I think Jamie's performance is awesome. Tyrion's performance is awesome. Tormund scene or Tormund's little monologue, one of the most bizarre scenes in the show, but it was hilarious. Yeah, and it plays into what his character is too. Me, Tyler, and I were talking about that as so well. So he actually, when he meets John in the book, and they they go on this walk because John's traveling with him for just a little bit. Tormund tells him these crazy stories, and I'm really glad they found a way to fit it into the show because they're hilarious. Does he so say that, that story in the book? Yeah, and then the other one is about how he sleeps with a bear. Did yep. they talk about they, that earlier? Yeah, in this with Agree and John when they're in okay. the around the fire, he brings it up and talks okay. about like you don't know how to. I couldn't remember if that made it in the show or not, but yeah. those are great stories that he tells. So it was cool that that was in there. I couldn't I, believe what I was watching. When he when he was chugging his beer or whatever it was, I could I was like I can't believe this just happened in the show. No, I, I enjoyed it, dude. I was like, you know what? Give me a little bit of levity before I see everyone get massacred. I liked the scene, and you made a great point earlier about the best scene. Some of the best scenes in Game of Thrones are just when characters talk. Jamie and Olena. Uh, there's a bunch of examples, mm-hmm. right? But to me, the talking that they said in that scene before it gets to Brienne getting knighted and all the great stuff towards the end, it was just kind of jokey and whatever. Mm-hmm. And I did want it to be a little bit more serious about them talking to each other and maybe have just a little bit more they were meaningful shit, dialogue though. instead of just some jokes here and there. But overall, it's still a really mm-hmm. good scene that I enjoyed. And that culminates with a fantastic scene of Brienne being knighted so that way when she dies, everyone can be happy. And when Jamie dies, everyone can be happy. Well, there's, there's, Their arcs are there was some, like, there's like a lot of small stuff in the scene too that I liked a lot. Like we were talking about um, when Tyrion pours pot a cup. Yeah, like it was just great. going back to when oh, they were in the height of their bromance great. back in the day. It was perfect. Um, people were talking about how Tyrion, there's no way that he doesn't know that Brienne wasn't a knight, but he brought it up to, as a topic of conversation. And to see if anything would come of it, and something mm. did come of it. Oh, that's a good um, point. And Brienne, kind of the look Tyrion gives Jamie when he stands up as soon as Brienne enters the room, he sees that there's something there. Even if it, like, I don't even know if it's romantic. I just think it's like genuine love. No, I think love. it's more of that. Yeah, it's that like she's one of the only people who truly understands the kind of person Jamie really is. Other Tyrion does, and she does, right? It, so I think their relationship is just that they both understand each other more than anybody else does. And that's why that scene mattered so much to me, too, is because not only was Brienne knighted, which is, was her lifelong dream, she was knighted by someone she truly and genuinely loves, which gives that scene yeah. a lot more right. power behind it. Instead of her being knighted by whoever ends yeah. up sitting on the throne, whoever ends up being the head of the, the Kingsguard, she got knighted by someone that it she was, actually wanted to be it knighted was, by. It was perfect because it was like Jamie could give something back, too, to someone that he loves as well. Because the whole the whole show, it's like uh, Jamie, all Jamie wants to do is be a fantastic knight. That's mm-hmm. all he wants. He wants to be written, and he sees Brienne, which is like the perfect embodiment of what a knight should be. And he somehow he he kind of struggles with that too, Lifts how, through her. where he is, yeah. and he like sees that he has it, and he can give that to someone that truly deserves it, and he's able to do that. And there was like the awesome behind the scenes stuff about it too, with like when I they would watch it when they were when uh, they were shooting the scene and stuff. Like uh, Nikolai would just like dis- like just disappear into the scene, and when it was done, he would like go back, and he's like. You want to do it again? And they're like, yeah, let's do it again. And then you just went back to it, and it was like, 
instantly he was just in it because he could like relate so much to it and like their chemistry back and forth. Oh, that's great. that all time for me. That's top five Game of Thrones for me. Yeah, it's it was it was an, like a fantastic scene and also just how like you kind of see like Bran be happy for like the first time. Like she smiles smile. and then um everyone's cheering for everything singing it i love pod. and also like just that whole thing where she kind of puts it off to the side and then pod knows that's not how she actually feels so then she like looks at pod and he's like yeah what are you waiting for Tormund clapping because yeah. he thought Tormund was just gonna be pissed that jamie tried oh, to steal they could have oh, easily ruined they, they could have easily it. ruined the scene by having Tormund say like, like some remark but like he's like number one brianne fan so he's like yeah. standing up and no, I thought it was great. Um, Podrick singing. I believe that happens after. Does that happen before yeah, or after? No, ha- after because like after the nighting scene, it cuts to uh, uh, Gendry. <laughs> oh yeah, let's talk. Let's talk real quick about Gendry because we won't well, talk no, no, about no, it. Because we get we get Arya and the Hound, like an actual like talk between them, and there's that great exchange of him saying like like he's like. Why she's like? Why are you here? You never fought for anyone but yourself. And then he's like, "Well, no, I fought she for says, you." When was the last time you fought for anyone but yourself? And he goes, "I fought for you, didn't I?" And, and then, then she's just silent. silent. She's it's like, "Perfect." I really messed up that talk. Yeah. That night. <laughs> yeah. No, that like, I feel like his arc really isn't complete, and I Not hope yet. I hope he lives and gets to do a little bit more. Um, but yeah, what a phenomenal he's going scene down between south. those two. And also, the Hound, even though he was in it for a little bit this episode, like written more like the Hound. Ever was that whole line to yeah. Barrack when he's like, "Yeah, he's gonna be wondering." Why. <laughs> and it's <laughs> really long. Back. He's like, "Will you shut the fuck up?" <laughs> he yeah. goes on. Yeah, I like that. Um, again, there were a lot of great moments in this episode, and that was one of them. Um, we kind of brushed over something real quick, and we'll dive into the the endless pit that is Arya and Gendry. But um, kind of Jorah, the completion of Jorah's arc, kind of. Getting Heartsbane from Sam, which yes. is very important. Super cool. Uh, kind of beautiful re- sword, by the way. I didn't realize it looked that good. Oh yeah, reconvening with uh, Liana. Kind of like you get to see that it's not. There's no spite there at all, and he's proud of her in that look when she mm-hmm. like kind of takes control of it at the end. And he talks to Danny about um, how at first he was heartbroken, but she picked the right person for the job, and that she needs to stop second guessing herself because she's on the right path. She's got to make sure that she's actually still. Trying mm-hmm. her best to, and also I really didn't like, um, and I maybe it was just so that she could kind of relate something. But in the Sansa talk, she talks about how, um, like she like yeah, it's fair. John kind of convinced her to come up to the north. He's like, who's manipulating who? But she says fighting John's war, and it's like if you truly cared about Westeros and wanting to be a just ruler, it's your war too. It's everyone's war. But like her terminology of saying that it's John's war. I like how everybody's just like, ah, oh, John's dragging us into this shit. And then John like, just like, <laughs> John's like, let me out. Yeah, it's like I just brought back a dragon, <laughs> a full army to fight this thing that we've all talked about, and oh, everyone's man. mad at me. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I would be in the crypts hiding too. That's that's one of the things that bothers me about these first couple episodes. But that's it. Kind of like no one's seen it, and that's why I hope we get some great kind of like, like I want Pete. I want I want like maybe some characters too that like like they just don't know what to do. Like it's like the first time they're fighting one of these well, things, and they just get Tyrion, overwhelmed Tyrion by fear. Tyrion saw the one they brought to King's Landing, but yeah. he hasn't even seen like the. No one has seen the army. No one has seen like the it's like everything. Them marching. Yeah. I hope we get a similar scene of when Val, the wildling princess at Hardhome, when she yeah. she fights all these whites and kills them all, and it's super cool. And then she sees these dead yeah. kids, and she can't bring herself to kill them, and then she gets mauled by them. I hope we get a scene of that of like 
Brienne or Arya or Sansa or someone like staring at all these dead kids and they just murder them all. Yeah, <laughs> like, they yeah. just like, ah, they just yeah, kill them just, all anyway because they get oh, it. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Or seeing someone that dies brought back. It's got to be that's someone's gonna job. For someone's sure. job to like go and burn bodies. Like, I think maybe that's Beric Dondarrion's job is like just burn the bodies he, every I time someone dies. Out the bang. Cause, he like, has they, they to, ke- right? They keep hyping up that he's been back so many times from the dead. It's going like, to be something like he dies for John or dies for another character that has an important thing. Like, I would love if he dies for the hound. He should just be dead already, dude. I don't know why well, he's still in the I think, show. I, I think he's still. No I think he's still in the show. To I, I actually think he may like die for the hound. He's always like, our paths are gonna cross again, Clegane, and the hound's like, get out of my face, <laughs> and then it's like. This is the guy that's going to save you, and then that's and what gets with the him. fire sword. Yeah, yeah, his ultimate fear. I don't know. There's something there with that, um, but yeah, like <laughs> just her saying that it's John's war. Like people truly have no understanding of what's about to happen. It's this is like I'm more excited for people to of understand. Thousands of dead bodies mm-hmm. just storming you, and like you got to make. And also, they, I love how they showed that, like, on the castle walls, they have, like, the dragon glass spikes. Well, I'm like, okay, good thinking, but that's nearly not enough to, like... <laughs> They've got, like, five on a couple of the ramparts <laughs> yeah. around. Yeah, it's it's whatever. What was the next scene? Uh, Gendry and Arya. All right, I want to talk... We talked about it earlier. Here's my thing. It's going to be... I'm going to keep this short and sweet. It makes sense to me. She's about to die no matter if she's psychopathic, whatever. She's also still a human. She's never had sex before, and she wants to before she dies, right? Super. And she wants to do it with someone that she has a relationship with and really likes, mm-hmm. and that's Gendry. And cool. They were going to have sex. Great. My problem with the scene was it went on for a little too long. Mm-hmm. They could have cut many times. The The audience, we all get that they're about to plow. We don't need to see as much as we did. And my only wish is that they cut it a little sooner. That's it. I've come to peace with it. I think that it makes sense. Last Night Alive, even if she's seen some shit, she's still this uh, coming of age kind of. Oh, I think she's a little bit older than that. That's not what you said like 20 minutes ago. Well, no, that was my initial thoughts. Now, after letting it sit for a while, I get it. But I agree with you 100%. I think that they should have cut earlier. It was very, it was a very dry scene. Well, it's it kind of shows kind of like how Arya's personality is now, but it also shows it's kind of interesting because you look back at all these female characters in the show as well, and of course Arya is one of the most powerful female characters in the show, and uh, a lot of them didn't get control over their first sexual experience. A lot of them didn't get control of that, and knowing Arya, like she got hey, control, which I feel right, like dude. that's fair. It's it's very. I, mean, pa- I thought it was like. Raped. I like it's no, very that's a good point. It's very bad. So like so it, did it was Daenerys, just a, right? Yeah, like how, but that's it's different in the that. books and everything like that. But yeah. it's like um, it just shows kind of like you know what? At least Arya has some things that she can claim for herself. There's some things in the world that these people, even though they've been through so much, they can find joy in something or try to find joy. Because I don't think really, I think Arya is pretty disconnected. But I thought it was very. I thought. Like I think you're right. I think they could have he she could have it could have cut after she pushed him push bleh, pushed him down pushed him down and then started undressing and said take off your pants I'm not the red woman if they wanted that line in there Perfect. and then they could have cut yeah but of course but D and D also said that they gave Maisie Williams more like T and A they gave <laughs> Maisie Williams full control over how much she wanted to show that was the thing because as soon as she read it she was like uh oh like okay I guess this is happening and then she called them and then they said. Whatever you the show the scene's gonna happen, but whatever you what like you want mm-hmm. for it, that's what we'll show. We don't we don't want to push you anywhere you've been with us since the beginning. It's a little weird, and also it's kind of weird too because uh, Joe Dempsey, the guy playing Gendry, uh, he's like thirty two, so it's like he saw Arya at ten, and he's like in his twenties at that point, and now at this point he's like, it's he's a little like all interesting. of us, but yeah, I would, but <laughs> also Arya's also 
Arya's 22, like Maisie Williams 22, which yeah. is the same age as Amelia Clark in the first season. So No, people make way too big of a deal out of the age thing. They're both old enough. Who cares? To me, it was just like in poor taste that we saw as much as we did. I guess it makes sense if you think about from Maisie Williams' perspective, if you think about all the women that have been on the show that have been naked and on screen, maybe a part of her like wanted to be a, a part of that, and that's why she wanted to show as much as she did and, and have the scene go as long as it did. And especially since it's kind of like in a scene where she's in control of the situation. Yeah, she's empowering. It's, yeah. it's empowering. Yeah, yeah, it's almost like coming of, of age in for her in real life. Life, like mm-hmm. uh, you know as her mm-hmm. stories progress so she chose I, to take the powerful route with it yeah. and like just yeah i yeah. just think as a viewer uh it didn't it didn't work i know a lot of people especially older people like my parents except my dad of course he was fine but my mom is like mm-hmm. why did they show that but and like i feel like a lot is, of people this is also way. funny because it kind of i feel like it kind of shows for like american audience as well where i i love the memes coming out they never disappoint but it was like talking about how Arya ma- massacres an entire family, puts it in a pie, and feeds it to a dude. No one bats an eye. It's like two consensual, <laughs> two I adults know, consensual sex. It's like everyone's yeah. freaking out. Nobody cares that she chopped up a whole family, yeah. baked him into a pie, and served him, and then murdered the rest. But great you know, memes if they, coming if out. If they consent to sex, then it's the end yeah. of the world. Really? No, nobody cared when Daenerys had sex at 14. Yeah. <laughs> really good memes coming out of this season more than the past. I've been very, been very impressed. Uh, free folk on Reddit. That's something that is starved. amazing. They've been starved. Yeah, it's no, really it's all coming to I should check it out. It's well, you got to so be careful good. though because they don't—they have a no spoiler policy. So with leak stuff, you just got to make sure that you don't oh, read it. Um, but yeah, after that, we're kind of brought to uh, Podrick doing the singing scene. Tyrion asks if anyone has a song to sing. Extremely reminiscent of Pippin's beat song beat in uh, Return of the King. Very, it, like it's still a great scene, and I. Pretty sure they did it just to pay homage to Lord of the Rings because George has talked about how much I was yeah. that's inspired him for the book. So it's like, of course, they'd pull stuff from that, which is fine. And the song that he was singing kind of plays mm-hmm. into what they were showing during the scene as well. For those that are not into the show as much as the three of us are, the song Podrick sings is called Jenny of Old Stones. Uh, well, at least that's what the song's about. I don't that's, know if it's called that's that. That's what it's called, too. It is called yep. that. And it's about this girl who uh, fell in. Who, she was a common girl who falls in love with uh, a prince, uh, one of the Targaryens, and the Targaryen prince falls in love with her as well, and foregoes his planned marriage that his father made for him, and they get married instead. And everybody ends up liking her, and, and all is good. So, and I think it's also in reference to the title of the episode of Night of the Seven Kingdoms, because the person that Jenny Evil Stones fell in love with is Duncan the Tall. And I think Duncan the Tall is Brienne's father or grandfather or something. And this was all just kind of a nod to that or an Easter egg mm-hmm. uh, to that. And, it, and it, like I said, it was kind of playing into what they were showing, even though they were showing a lot of couples and mm-hmm. just pair off of characters. Even if it's not romantic love, it's just people all these love people each love other. each yeah, other. Yeah, for sure. And there was sh- all that was showing is just the people that love each other and ends with John and Danny in the crypts. Good cinematography in this scene. I just want to say uh, when they're talking, at one point John's lit on one side with the fire and then one side with the blue moonlight coming in from the entrance. The entrance. It was like almost like fan art. It looked yeah. like it was beautiful. Fire nice, baby. Yep. Good work. And, um, I kind of, like a lot of people are like, John is just so stupid. Why would he say this at this time or whatever? And yeah, it's a it's kind of a stupid thing to do, but it plays directly into John's character. He was gonna the opportunity that he has, he's gonna tell the truth. Um, he's not gonna lie about it. And I I kind of I love the acting in the scene as well. I thought Amelia Clark performed it well, really what, well, really yeah. well. And like even how she was like the goes on the thing where it's like, yeah, you're best friend and your brother, and you and he's like, 
I wish it wasn't true, but it is. Like, and then also her reaction to that, and then the shot on John's face as well. It was almost like he knew that it, she wouldn't take it well, mm-hmm. right? But I feel like it was. It's one of those things, and of course, her whole identity shattered. And Daenerys is in like a very interesting spot right now. But I think that uh, John was maybe hoping. Like, even when she was saying, well, now you have a claim to the Iron Throne and all that stuff, even though John doesn't want it, I think he was, like, of course he could say, well, I'm not going to accept it. But I think he was just taken aback that that's the first thing that she mm-hmm. thinks of. That is the first thing that she thinks of. That's immediately what she says is, well, now you have a claim to the Iron Throne. You're the true male heir. And then he's just like, he's like, he was like I it was can't a catch test. a break. <laughs> he was like, it's a test. test. You failed. You failed the test. Yeah. Um, but then it gets interrupted, which is pretty whatever. It's, but. The, whole, it's the whole show or the whole season so far. That's my biggest problem is I feel like this conversation should have happened way earlier in the episode. So then maybe you get conflict, you get Danny talking to people like Jorah and struggling with this, learning about this, and then Jorah can console her about whatever. I just wish there was more to it than let's bring it up at the end of the episode so there's absolutely no resolution or development. And then there's so there's even more aspects to it that they don't talk about, like the fact that they're related and have slept with each other. Maybe she's pregnant and all those different things. Like I, I just want to – I wanted more from it than what we got. And – Obviously, I'm assuming that it's going to be brought up again in the next couple episodes, but I th- just to just br- brush on it at the end of the episode, it's like, here's your cliffhanger. Well, I, can, like, well I can see what the writers were doing as well. It's because going into this, you, of course, have the conflict, a physical conflict between all that stuff. But then a lot of these characters had arcs wrapped up, but you there's still that looming thing of there's more than just the army of the dead, the conflict. If they survive through this, that's not the end of it. You know, stuff like that where it's like, not only is John going to be struggling with fighting the army of the dead, he also has this whole thing looming in him. But at this point, I think like he, I feel like he might feel better if he dies. You know, if he kills the night night king, he dies. He's like, thank God, I'm free. <laughs> and then Melisandre runs up, brings him back. <laughs> and at, gets the, brought back. at the end of the day, I truthfully think that there should just be more episodes to the season. Because if you think no, about, there should be they should have made less episodes because clearly they don't know what they're doing with the story. Well, no, there would be more time for a longer conversation. That scene in the crypt should have been 15 minutes long. Did you know that HBO wanted them to do 10-episode seasons? Yeah, I don't know why they didn't. Because they could not come up with enough story to fill out that much time. It's too much. It's too much for them. And George, I George is even struggling with exactly. it. Exactly. That's why I don't blame them. Like It's not their fault. Mm-hmm. It's just very difficult yeah. what they're trying to do. Especially since – like that's the whole thing, too. Of course, I wish that – but like this gave me a better sense of the uh, writing was getting better. Um, yeah, here as well, and it, of course there's a writing team, and each person writes a different episode. That, so that may play into it as well. Um, but I feel like at the tail, a lot of season six was written really well. Season seven, I think some episodes were well, but for the most part wasn't. And then we finally got like a great yeah. written episode here. But the problem that they fall into is they signed up to adapt a series. That's exactly. what they signed up to. And when they were adapting it, that was the best that Game of Thrones ever was. But Absolutely. as soon as they, as soon as they're like. George, what what's now? happening? And then he's like, here's some bullet points. Exactly. And like, I guess we got to write more than what we wanted to. You and know? that's why, like, when I say I'm disappointed, I'm not upset with the actors. The performances are great. I'm not ex- upset with the way the show's directed. People, it, every episode's directed very well. I'm not upset with anything like that. I'm not upset with Dan and Dave and the decisions they've made because I, ca- I can't even imagine trying to finish this without anything to go on except for a couple of random dots that somehow you just have to like stitch together yeah. randomly. Where he's so, like, okay, Hodor, uh, dragon dies, uh, the night yeah. the White Walkers get a dragon, and this is who's on the throne at the end. They're like, that's all I get? Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> so I don't blame them. But as someone who's read the books, it also makes me want, like I just want a little bit more. So I, on the same hand, 
that I love the show, I'm also just slightly disappointed. Yeah. And that's just I, the way I'm, it is. I'm excited, though. I'm excited to see how it's going to go. Um, Next episode. Well, let's touch pumped. on the lat, the very last scene is we, we Dan and uh, Dan, Danny and John finish their conversation, and then the White Walkers arrive, and they walk out on the ramparts. Good shot of Tyrion. And you very see, reminiscent of was, Blackwater. Yep. I thought it was in a cut to black when you see the horse's foot step down, which mm-hmm. is the final shot of the trailer we saw. But I like that it kind of tilts up. up. And then you see all the White Walkers, or you see uh, more of them than it we've seen It goes to the horizon. Once. Yeah, that was cool. And I, that's that what was I was cool. like, oh, okay, I guess there is more than like the four to the ten that we They're all thought. weak hoes anyway. John made quick work of them. <laughs> yeah, I knew there had to have been way yeah. more than them, not just a couple but of But one thing that Game of Thrones knows how to do is a bomb last shot, of, and that yes. was perfect in between the two. White Walkers, Winterfell, Winterfell. right there. Yep. Boom. Great. Um, there was a lot of like callbacks to other battle stuff too, like when it goes that shot of the th- uh, John, Ed, and Sam as it goes up behind them that over was the, like wall. the wall. Watchers on the wall. It was very mm-hmm. reminiscent. Tyrion with the Battle of Blackwater. That was great very... shot. Yep. All these battles that these characters. This is like the and of course next episode is the biggest battle ever put to TV or film. Miguel Sapochnik, Miguel Sapochnik it, is one back. of the best directors in the show's run. Longest episode in Game of Thrones. The longest episode of the season. Eighty-two well, minutes. There are, mm, a bunch of them are eighty-two minutes. Yeah, but this it is goes the first 82, of the 78, 80, 80. You're right. I remember now. And I think it's just going to be ten minutes at the beginning of everyone coming to arms, getting in position. Ten minutes at the end of the aftermath, and I think the rest of it's going to be sixty minutes. Is just a nice we'll little. See. Well, I wonder because, like, you know, they com- compare it to Helm's Deep, but if you watch the Helm's deep sequence from Lord of the Rings, it's intercut, like it cuts mm-hmm. away to another storyline in the movie, the Merry and Pippin stuff. So I wonder if if you were to take out all the battle parts and put them together, if it's just long. Well, I just feel that. like Helm's Deep isn't as long as people think. It just yeah. seems super long because you have all this stuff that'll cut back to while the battle's going on. Well, it so is I longer than it. Helm's Deep. They yeah, say. that's what yeah. they said. Um, what what else do they even compare it to? Like, I can't think of an action scene in a movie that's just like an hour long or something. What's happening? You know what? I'm just taking advantage of this. Hop on in. I'm never going to be asked any other way, so I'm just going to... Kyle, what hey, did you Kyle think of Owen, Game of Thrones Kyle Season Owens 8, here. Episode 2? Dude, I don't know. Talking both mics, but uh, phenomenal, man. All the feels, right? Yeah. All right. The last call what, before. What did you think Brianna Tarth nighting scene? I cried. I literally, <laughs> I literally was in tears. <laughs> Great. Like, quite literally. Who dies next episode? How many Brienne? can you list off right now? No, no, I won't be a Brienne right away. But it could be like everybody, and then the next, the next three are just like five years in the future or some shit. I don't know. You think so? I don't know. I feel like you they're going to have to jump yeah. in time at some point, but it might just be like. I think the last, the last episode may be like the, the epilogue. Yeah. Oh yeah, the whole last episode maybe. Um, because Miguel dead. Miguel Sapochnik <laughs> is directing this epi- next episode and episode five. And he's known for like the finale or like the penultimate episode. So I think something's going to happen there, and then the last episode will be like the send-off of the show. So I don't know. I have no yeah. – like after this battle, that's where I'm lost. Like I don't know where it could go that's, after this That's battle. how I feel. Because that's the only point of reference that you have for the entire season where they say, hey, there's going to be this big battle that you're going to get and all this right. stuff. And it's like after this, I don't know what's left. So, Kyle, what did you think of the Arya getting slammed scene? I mean, it was a lot. <laughs> like That was uh, our takeaway as well. I mean, we met her when she was like, what, 11, Maisie Williams? It was weird. I mean, like, we didn't see much, which is good. I feel like if we would have saw more, I would have been like... Like if they just went into it yeah, and they just I kept can't. showing it? I can't. Like, even when Sansa was, like, getting mm-hmm. raped, yeah, you know, uh, that was that was a lot. Mm-hmm. But to great effect, maybe, in a way? Yeah. I don't know. Um, but death scenes, by the way. So what's her name? Um, 
the translator, well, former translator. Masande. Masande. I don't know how to say it, so that's why I'm asking. Masande? Yeah. Okay. Dude, she's 100% dead. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, yeah, I think they're setting up like Grey Worm to die, up, but I think maybe they I play with it. The opposite. it. I think it's like Masande. What's her Masande. name? Masande. <laughs> I think she dies, and then he like takes her ashes to the beach of her home. Oh. Oh, that's cool. That's a good way to think of it. The only problem I thought is, that was the one set. The, the only Grey problem is Grey Worm's toes. The front lines, dude. <laughs> yeah, but you know, oh, he, what, yeah, he always comes through. What do you What do you think happens in the crypts? Because they're coming back, right? Everyone's that dead under there. They're coming back, right? Go ahead. They ca- They said that that was safe five times. We know that's not safe, right? Oh, that's a good point. I don't know. I didn't put much thought. Ned Stark, is he going to kill Gendry for slamming his daughter? <laughs> Kyle, what's your thoughts? Uh, no, I saw a meme today. It was, a, it was a picture of like her in bed when she was looking off during Podrick's song. And it was like, winter came, but I didn't. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah she's like completely that that dead. Great. Oh, yeah. So lose that. Memes are just top tier now. Yeah. I don't know what it is, but people are fast with it. I respect it. I really do. So, do, are you guys only exclusively recording during my class now? So yeah, will I, I think will that's I ever the see thing. Tyler again. No, or? I think we took Tyler for the podcast. Yeah, and okay. that's the plan. I can have him. We we truthfully knew you wouldn't be happy about it, but we continued anyway. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can tell. I can tell. Uh, no, man. But hey, I'm gonna I'm gonna get going. But dude, love Game of Thrones. We should definitely talk about it soon. Okay. Not what, necessarily. One last question yeah. for you before you yeah. go. What are you more excited for, Avengers Endgame? Or uh, the battle for Winterfell Sunday night. The battle for Winterfell. Really? <laughs> I am equal, probably equally excited about every episode of Game of Thrones this season than Endgame. I mean, like, I like the Marvel movies just fine. I do, but I did. I didn't know where the Game of Thrones is like has been that. a huge investment for me mm-hmm. since when did I, it premiere eleven. Do you remember? I worked here. I was going to school at RBC actually in two thousand eleven, and I was so fucking pissed because no one watched that show. So when Ned loses his head. I needed to like talk to somebody about it, and no, no one, one watched the fucking show, and it was really depressing. It yeah. was so depressing. Sorry, that's all I had to say. <laughs> no, I, I think I'm right there with you, dude. I'm more excited for the battle than Endgame. I'm taking Battle of Winterfell over Endgame any day of the week, and you know what? As of right now, I'd take it over Star Wars Episode Nine too. When we when, Now that's when we hop over to the movie podcast, list. I'll say Avengers Endgame I'm more <laughs> excited for. Are you on two podcasts tonight? Uh, I think so. Maybe I think that's we the might. We'll see how long this one goes, because we're uh We should be wrapping up here soon. Yeah. Um, Damn, I was gonna say Game of Thrones. Oh, I have to miss the fourth episode. I'll be in Texas and like you can't watch it down in Texas. I mean, on my phone, laptop. I would literally rather avoid the internet for two days than watch Game of Thrones on my phone. I'm I'm (laughs) totally. I watched. I watched the whole first five seasons on my phone. Same, laying in my bed because I had a tube TV in my room at the point. At that point. Hey, you know how I give you shit for like not reading Harry Potter books but having an opinion on it for some reason? <laughs> I watched the movies. That's what I'm talking Have about. You, I know, I know. Have you read the the books? We're actually going to, after the show ends, we're going to change this kind of into a book podcast instead of the show, and Nick and I are going to read through it as Tyler's like the host. That's really cool. Have you read the books? I have. You have? Yeah, dude. I, dude, I, I didn't know dude, you read I, the books, dude. I just we told you I watched the so first season by myself. I had no one to talk to, so I literally just dived into the fucking books. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I, I needed, to, I needed so, more right away, you know? That's interesting. Then. You don't feel a little bit uh, dis... Not, I don't know. Like, I feel like because I read the books, when I watch some of the episodes of the show... I'm let down because I want to know so much more. There's so much more information there that they could get into. And I know the show is 
like the whenever the books come out, if they ever do, it, they're going to be wildly different from the way the show is going. Season right. six, seven, and eight are going to be totally different than books six and seven. Which I mean, I would much rather have the books be completely different. Kinda, I agree. Kind of have two timelines. I kind um, of agree because then we get to just experience that story in two different ways. You yeah, know, I think that's cool. Absolutely. But at the same time, what like when I'm watching this episode, uh, you know, Bran briefly touches on, oh, I've been marked. He's coming after me. Uh, I he's been trying to kill me for a long time. The, he's been he's used many three-eyed ravens to try and kill me, and that's all we get. And I'm like, I want to know so much more about that because that's what the books are kind of about. Like, there's so much more to it than that. So to me, I'm just like let down that I don't get to hear more about that in the show. Does that bother you at all? No, <laughs> I think they're just building up the Night King no. as a different sort of villain in this one. Where I was saying like he just wants to wipe the slate clean because humans are in perpe- perpetual conflict with each other. Yeah, so he's just kind of wanting to end that forever. But I guess we'll see. Brands at the Godswood for some reason. I'm sure I would love if he's like looking in the past as everyone's everything is going to hell around him. Uh, Kyle, if you get a scene with John protecting Bran while he's sitting there idle, warging into something, the Godwood's on fire. John's fighting underneath it. Are you crying? Yeah, I, I <laughs> there will probably not be a dry eye through the rest of the season. Yeah, after last night's episode, man, like I just I held back. I like for sure. I will watch the scene again too, and I was like. I gotta cry, dude. dude. But I was watching with like ten people, and I was like, "I'm I'm gonna be the only that one that's gonna cry." That changes circumstances. Yeah, I mean, I've cr- I cried next. To, you guys have seen Blue Valentine? Mm-hmm. Okay, I cried next to my buddy in the theater. <laughs> like, <laughs> I just like wept. Uh, but I cried during like Red Cross commercials. So I'm like, it's not to say <laughs> yeah. like I'm very invested in Game of Thrones, but like sure. if I, it doesn't take much to make me cry, that is definitely making yeah. Me cry. I know. I know when the credits roll at the end, I'm gonna oh. be bawling. It's gonna Dude, be the gonna end. Be real man. <laughs> there's four. There's four episodes left of the show. I know. Less it's than half of a crazy. normal season. Is yeah, but then we have. By the time we read all the books, hopefully, Winds of Winter will come out, and then the prequel show will come out. It's like Game of Thrones never ends. Dude. I'm not banking on him finishing the book. <laughs> so here's my thing. Yeah. I have a great. He, did you know the last couple months, uh, his whole team has basically locked him in his room, trying to force him to finish it. And I think their plan is because there would never be a better time to release the book than when the show ends, because that's when everybody's eyes are on Game of Thrones. So I think when that last episode airs, maybe the next day, the next week, we're going to get an announcement from George himself that wins a winner. Nick thinks after the documentary. Nick thinks after the documentary, because they're releasing a documentary after yeah, the finale, yeah, they yeah, think yeah. it's going to end with him. Like George kind of talking Could about you it and saying, uh, see, so Winds of Winter out, but he'll give a date. I don't think it'll be, go to your Barnes & Noble now. Because right, then all be the Barnes & Noble nice. employees are like, bro! <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's interesting. I would love, I mean, I would love for that to happen. I could just also see him just being like, how do I ever? No, that's exactly, I yeah. I can picture like his like board looks like a serial killer's dream. Yeah. And he's just looking at this and like, I don't know. But just like dude, the immense pressure to now, like he wrote those books I mean, he was making money, obviously, but he wrote them for, like, fun. Yeah. <laughs> you know I mean? At one point, they were for fun. Yeah. Now they're a fucking you – know, they, yeah. they have commercial one value, of the, and it's a, like – One of the biggest pop culture things right now, it's like he, would, uh, he was yeah. writing some super hardcore fantasy show or book, and then all of a sudden now it's a show that, like, 54 million people watch right. on a Sunday he night. He talked about, like, using – like, he used to go to, like, conventions, and there would be, like, a meetup, and then there would be, like, 12 people. <laughs> and then, like, two of them helped him write, like, the – the compendium books, <laughs> but yeah. like, you know yeah. what I mean? Like he that's met those it. people a super long time ago, and he's like, "Yeah, they know my world better than me." Right? <laughs> exactly. Like I, I just the pressure would be. I mean, I don't know. I'm gonna get out of here though. All right, guy. Same time next week. Yeah. <laughs> All right. 
Wait, this isn't even the podcast I listen to, is it? Wait, why don't you listen to our Game of Thrones podcast, dude? Well, you know, I didn't think about it. Well, now, <laughs> well, now you're on it. Now I'm on it. So now you got. Well, listen. then I still can't give you five stars for the other show. So, but I, I will rate this one and uh, definitely give it five. This is under the same umbrella, so you're forced to give this five stars. It's Talon Brothers Enterprises. Oh, very nice. Very nice. I love it, Talon brother. And then it's just like Tyler. poor Tyler. You know, wait, <laughs> he's a Talon brother, dude. He's not even yeah. in like. Is he in the picture? No, no. He, I told he Nick, took my picture. He never put it in. I told I, Nick, we're thirty. Too, when we first too many did. hours of Illustrator went into that logo. I never learned Illustrator, and that was the first time I used it. It's very tricky to try and add a third body into that logo. You just got to create a new one, dude. Uh, maybe eventually, once the, we start making money and LG sponsors us. How about when I start hosting the podcast, I get my picture on the thing. That's fine. Thank we'll you. just use your face. But uh, Kyle, just pick a date when you want to come back. We'll let you know. Okay. Um, Kyle, thanks for stopping in. I want to say one more thing. I'm sorry. So uh, I'm going to watch Under the Silver Lake this week. Wait, so how are you, you watching it? It's dropping tomorrow on VOD. Oh, So fine. if you guys want to be like up to date on things, maybe I'll <laughs> stop by and throw a few words on, on that. Okay. All Perfect. Right. Sounds good. Guys, if you liked hearing me, uh, <laughs> just please shoot an email to the Talon Brothers Podcast at gmail.com and let them know you loved Kyle and you want him back as much as possible. Wait, Get plug, plug your own podcast. Oh, for your reconsideration, dropping actually, when does this post? Uh, tomorrow. Oh. The day after this one posts, Four Year Reconsideration Season 2, where we re- reevaluate the Oscars throughout the years. So check that awesome. out. Me, me and Devin Mainville. Hey, shouts out. Thanks Your for lover. stopping in, Kyle. Appreciate it. Your yeah, lover. thanks for uh, derailing this one. Yeah, no problem, man. I'm, anytime. I'm just going to, all right, I'm going to get out of here, guys. You guys have a wonderful, <laughs> awesome day. Oh, I'm also on a On the Spot podcast, which. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we, we did a special interview the other night. So look, look, look out for that. All right, guys. Thanks, Kyle. And if you want to take some classes in the Rockford area, (laughs) Rock Valley, advanced video class taught by Kyle Owen. There you go. Thanks, Kyle. Hey, you're going to edit this out, right, Nate? Yeah, it's a complete (laughs) no. You You do. All right, I think we should just wrap it up after that one. But I'm excited for, like I said, after next episode, it's up in the air. Next episode is going to basically, I'll have countless more predictions after that, but. After this battle, I don't know where it's going to go, and I'm sure we'll figure it out once we All see right, that. All right, let's give our each uh, brief prediction on how the third episode will end. Nick, why don't you go first? Oh, sh- dude. Oh, God. One of you guys go first. I can't All right, I'll go first. Fathom. I believe that the episode is going to end in the in the Weirwood Grove in the middle of Winterfell, and I think John is going to face off against the Night King while Bran is doing something, and they're going to defeat the Night King uh, by the end of the third episode. And then Bran unwards says, wait, don't kill him! And he's like, and then Bran dies. <laughs> and then yeah, Bran, and then Bran evaporates. Like, yeah, drops back. Well, that would That'd make be sense very... because the Night King already killed the Three-Eyed Raven. And, but that was then... after he transferred all this stuff to Bran. He was like, now you are it, go. <laughs> like, that's what his plan was. He's like, bye, go leave. <laughs> that's a good point, I guess. I, I don't know how it end. I think that was a good prediction. Um, I, I literally don't know where to go. And that may, maybe means I shouldn't be on the podcast, but <laughs> I know I know who I think I've is been dying. That for a week. I think Jorah and Lyanna die fighting back to back. You see the Mormont ho- house just completely collapse, but it's kind of what if uh, what if Lyanna just what way. if Lyanna just dies right at the beginning though? Like Jorah just sees this little girl die. I think that would be a shocking thing. That's a shocking death that you can get people like instantly. 
odds we see the Night King on Viserion riding over the battle, chucking his ice javelins from the sky, just impaling people on the ground. Dude. He's got the arm he for it. That's how one of them dies. Like, you see him about to hit somebody <laughs> right here. Well, dude, think. He's flying at what? Maybe 150 miles an hour. You have an exit velocity of 50 from the human arm. Think about how fast dude, that he's not. Did I you would... see him kill the dragon last night? He threw that at least 200. Well, well, think about it. I agree, dude. Good, good throw. Think about it. Each battle, each battle kind of has its own surprise moment, you know? Like, it's like hard home. You got uh, John shattering the White Walker with Lyrian Steel, one of the mm. best moments ever. Give me some more Battle of, of the Bastard, Knights of the Veil ride in. I think this one is going to be like everything's calming down, and you just hear, you just hear the dragon like, <laughs> and just wipes out. You think like, you're like, oh, my God, Brienne lived. I can't. <laughs> just toast, dude. Dude, Brienne is not cooked. But like I f- feel like that's what's that's the surprise. Well, it's like what as they're fighting. I think Golden Company's flanking from the back. I think this is just going to be a nightmare. And I think the last shot is like the the few members that are surviving like somehow yeah. get out of there as the Lannisters. The Lannister army is fighting off the dead. They use it as a chance to leave. If I were I to wonder- lean, if I if I were to lean for an ending, I think that's what it would be. They somehow complete this battle against the dead. And then right after you have to, you have to what is it called? Gird your loins and uh, go and fight the Lannisters. Then right sure. off the bat. Well, I wonder because I know obviously there's gonna be a lot of characters who die, a lot of main or B characters, but they can't give you know a slow motion impactful death to everyone. There's gonna be some no, yeah. Podrick and Grey Worm that they just get stabbed yeah. and die and they and you move on. So that would be hilarious if you just see a dragon fly over and cook someone yeah. great, and it's just like that's and then it. It's just like, They're dead. That's like the last time you could, yeah. like. And then you see people eat, like the other main characters look like that's Fuck. that's what I think. Like some there's gonna be some tragic stuff here too. Like, but what there will be like Brienne seeing Pod just get roasted. Yep. Like just imagine that ha- you're just like I you take- get a big scream. Ah! And she starts killing yeah. stuff, and then she dies, and Jamie goes, ah! And he, <laughs> he starts killing stuff. I take it back. I take <laughs> it back though. Away. David Nutter's directing se- episode four, correct? Correct. I and Miguel Sapochnik's more of the battle type guy, so I don't know if he'll go directly into the battle with the Lannisters. I think that episode. No, I think this whole room. I think this whole episode is the battle. Oh, like the every battle, and then five is like some sort of conclusion, like because Miguel also directed Winds of Winter, which is a great like just oh, conclusion. Phenomenal. And that's raps, like, like yeah. So, and do you guys think that is this battle for Winterfell? Is that the only big? Large scale fight we're gonna see before the end of the show. I think because there's still I think three, it's the largest still one. Three hour and twenty minute episodes after. Well, this. think about think like my like I think yes. I think this is the battle of the season. But I think in scale in terms of like winds of winter stuff, we're like. That stuff was blowing my mind more than the Battle of the Bastards. Like I think that's a better episode. Her, yeah, like her blowing up the Sept and stuff. I think you're going to get that scale of events for the rest of it, where it's just like crazy Holy stuff. Crap. Yeah, yeah. Inter- that's interesting. Because I think, like, yeah, this is the battle for the season. And, of course, nothing is going to be on this scale when you got two, basically every character running at each other. Like, that's that's the scale that you're going to get. I wouldn't be surprised if there's, like, a, like something the size of, like, the... Uh, the loot train, the field of fire two, mm-hmm. like something like that scale where that yeah, was yeah. awesomely done as well. Um, but yeah, I think this is the battle. I think that's what they're setting it up to be. This is going to be the episode that wins the Emmys for all the best technicality yeah, 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 yeah. stuff. Um, and then I wouldn't be surprised if the finale is the one that wins the writing Emmys and stuff like that. Mm, we'll see. We'll see. Uh, yeah, I can't wait. Cause they're going to win everything, right? This yeah. is, uh, who knows? They, I don't know. I guess. Yeah. Because they usually the last season of shows are like, Breaking Bad, they're like, just take it. Even though people say Breaking Bad is the best f- stretched final four episodes ever in a TV show, it's like back to back, flawless writing, flawless direction. And I don't think we're getting that with Game of Thrones. It's just too big of a thing. But I do think we're going to get some banger moments. 
tears will be shed. And I think I think that they might the ending might not be the greatest thing you've ever seen, but I feel like there will we'll be see. some sort of finality to it where you're like, that's the story mm-hmm. of Game of Thrones. Round of applause. Yep, Time to go back into my room and restart and, it. And that's actually that's actually the restart final the line. Books. <laughs> Nate, that's actually turns out to be the final line that Samuel Tarly says. What? He says, and that's the story of Game of Thrones. And then he, that clo- he the closes the writing. book and he says, and it just says, "A Song of Ice and Fire." And, and then the Lord of the Rings music starts playing. <laughs> <laughs> that's how it ends. Well, no, you get you get Sean Astin to be <laughs> little Sam grown up, and that's who he's telling the story to. <laughs> I think I've awesome. done the perfect weight, but still kind of chunky. Yeah, yeah it's, the, it it's the perfect Game of Thrones ending. Yeah, with Rudy. Yeah, Rudy right there. No, no matter how much. Here's my last little bit I want to say before we close out. Um, as much as I like, I, f- I don't feel like I'm talking bad about the show, but I am a little bit let down. But that does not mean I'm not incredibly excited for what's coming. I, even though I don't think it's going to surprise me, I really hope it does. And they pulled some Houdini magic on me and blow my Is mind. Is this still your episode. favorite show ever? Yeah, absolutely. Without a doubt. Yeah. Is this still top five pieces of entertainment in history for you? I don't know. Uh, it, we'll wait till the end. We'll yeah, wait till the end. It's just tough because, man, I. The first four seasons are so good, and then five has some great episodes. Season six has some great episodes. Season seven has some great episodes. But overall, I feel like these last four seasons just don't – they're not as well thought out and written as those well, first I, four. I, I say it gonna... goes four, six for me, like in terms of favorite seasons. Like it goes four is number one because four is – like the stretch oh, from Red amazing. Wedding to the end of season four yeah. is like – that's some of the best I've ever seen ever. Yep, yeah. yep, yep. But yep, like yep, I yep. love season four. I love season six. Season six, six season has my favorite three, episode. Two, Five, one, one, season, five. Season one is great. Yeah. One, Winds five, of Winter. Winds seven. of Winter is my favorite episode in yeah. Game of Thrones. See, but that's where like it makes season six seem amazing because you have Battle of the Bastards oh, yeah. and the Winds of Winter, which are some of the best TV I've ever seen. But there's so much that goes on in the middle of that season. There's so many conversations that are just like well, you well think stuff about that I don't think there's like great. there's I think there's two episodes of season six where I'm like trash, and it's the one that's focused on Arya, and then some other one where it's just in King's Landing and the politics there. But you get you get the whole door whole door episode. You get home when John comes back. The first episode I think was great with the Red Woman reveal, even that's not even really coming into play. And then you get the Hound episode. Yeah, like those are some banger episodes. And then you get Battle of the Bastards and Winds sure. of Winter, where it's like, but yeah, there's some missteps. It's it and it's just basically and then season five is just weird. It's just a weird season because that's when they were like, this is what we all we have left of the books. Yeah, like these well, are the last. Yeah. So they were trying to. I feel like they were just trying to set up for like mm-hmm. where they think they can go, where they think they can take the story instead of guessing what uh, well, Jory is going to say. Completely change the way the Dorn uh, plot plays out just because they could it, they couldn't too much. possibly do it in the show. They just can't. It'd have to be literally a whole other season of stuff going on. Nice armpit here. Thanks. Um, all right. Thanks for listening, everybody. Yeah. Hey, banger of an episode. Uh, next uh, next week's pod's four hours um, for well, the dude, battle. Next episode, I am already marking it. It's going to be one of the best in Game of Thrones history. Um, and I have to say this, too. Great show. Yeah, I think Game of Thrones is a pretty good show. I'm excited to see the – this could go on for 50 seasons. I'm excited to see where it goes. Um, but that was stupid. Nick. Next, yeah, this was an hour and a half. Uh, next week's will be sh- for sure three hours. Finale, <laughs> finale. We're just gonna do a live Facebook live broadcast, ten hours minimum. Yeah. Well, I'm all I'm saying. I, I just this basically what this podcast is is just from like I just like talking Game of Thrones. So I'm not gonna put any time limit on it. However long we go, that's what we're going. I apologize for some people that want a quick in and out thirty pod. It's not gonna happen with these. We're just gonna keep speculating until the end of the show.
because that's all I like engrossing myself in. Like We're I said, just... I did more research in this fantasy world than I've ever done on a research paper, which is sad. Yeah, me but too. it's also, you know, that's what I wanted to spend my time hey, on. Hey, you like what you like. Exactly. In life, all that really matters is that you enjoy what you're doing, you know? Yeah, you get some people putting their time into cars and stuff like that. Exactly. I just put it into dragons and it's weird cooler, stuff. Dude. and yeah, <laughs> Yeah, I guess so. Can't really get a job in it, but that's okay. Podcast is a job. Thank you guys so much for listening. We'll be back next week after uh, half the characters get massacred.